Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Time to BS. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I got something to tell you all today. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one simple place. Let me explain before we start the show. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Thanks to our friends at U Stadium for supporting this podcast. Do you like sports and debates? Oh, we know you do. Don't lie to us. Download the free U Stadium app today and talk all sorts of things sports and even earn some great prizes. Debate with all kinds of fans from the NFL to the NHL, even UFC and many more. Download U Stadium on Apple and Google today. Ladies and gentlemen, we fucking made it. It's time to BS. It's not one of my uh, my proudest moments. That's for and sure. And paid the price this Sunday for it. Paid the piper. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, thank you, Karma. The Church Karma. of Josh Allen. Karma, the yes. The Church of Josh Church, Allen. 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 All these sins against you. Yes, the Church of Josh Allen is, is not pleased with me right now. A U Stadium podcast. Christ. Uh, still struggling? Shaw. <laughs> and part of the Unhinged Sports Network. And now to start your weekend with us. It's, it's time, time to, to BS. Is it always me that starts all this shit and not you or me? I don't know, but that's what I was kind of why is it always me? Because <laughs> like, what the, the fuck made me qualified? <laughs> how am I how am I qualified? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what happened to my screen. <laughs> I'm in the art fucking studio. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> my ass. <laughs> Where are you yeah, at? I, don't know. I always thought that too. I guess because you have the magic buttons. So no, because I have the one that has the recording set up, and you got and you're in Oklahoma, so your ass is in New York, and I'm <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Time to BS episode number eighty-eight. That's a good number. That's a Hall of Fame number. That's for sure. That's a great number. Yeah, it is. Michael Irvin. That's the probably most notable 88 I know. I mean, oh, for God's sakes, let's get, we're getting off topic here. Ladies and gentlemen, we have so much to talk about in a two-hour time frame. Good God. So, if you haven't been keeping track of everything that's been happening in the world of football in the NFL, uh, might as well talk to you about it. So, Deshaun Watson and the, well, the NFL in general is going to turn to the NBA with player empowerment. Yep. It's going to turn to the NBA, and I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I'm disappointed. Of course you are, because the Broncos can't get Deshaun Watson. 
Hey, where the where the rumor talked is of course that you'd have to give up the entirety of the kitchen sink. Now, now here's a good topic for you, Vaughn. I mean, for a day. Vaughn. <laughs> here's why Vaughn. Because if you look at this, am I messed up? You can't even see it because my stupid screen's. You know, you could change that, right? Just click on the three dots and background effect, and then turn it off. There, here we go. I don't know what happened. Like I said, Skype needs to figure this crap out. Or <laughs> my laptop really is jacking up. Here we go. Figured out. There, there we, we go. go. It happened to me too because I have because I have mine set up as the as the podcast logo. <laughs> and the best fitting is the Denver Broncos behind me. No, so anyway, so going back to that, so <clears throat> I was looking through. I'm reliving the good, good old days, 2016. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> Randy Super Bowl MVP. A new GM and George Payton. Great hire. Oh, absolutely. Great hire. Now, here's a topic for you. Yes. Would you? Would I? If you're Denver Broncos, this year you got Justin Simmons. We got to worry about resigning. Yeah. But we got contract issues galore with Vaughn Miller. Would you trade Vaughn Miller for Deshaun Watson? And draft Micah Parsons at the ninth spot in the first round. Oh, God. Get next year's first round. Isn't Vaughn a free agent anyway? After this year. After this year, okay. So yep. after, so the twenty twenty two offseason is a free agent, okay. Oh, if if Micah I mean, Parsons. If yeah, Parsons is there next year, if Parsons, here's the issue you have it here. If Parsons is there, that's the thing, because he's the best pass rusher on the draft. Oh my fault! And he didn't yeah. even play this year. Yeah. So that's how people have him grade. That's how the so-called experts, quote unquote, have him graded as the best pass rusher. And I'm a Penn State guy, and he's an animal. <laughs> Fucking hell, Mike. Hold on. Ah, stupid technical problems. I hate it. Okay. We're back. We're back. It's 2021 and we can't figure out this technology. Oh, for the love of God, I hate it. So, our, one of our Wi-Fi... One of us had our Wi-Fi crap out. So, I think it was yours or mine. Yeah, we're... I've been having internet troubles like crazy the last couple of days. But, uh, here's the thing. Going back to what we were saying, um, I don't think the Broncos. I mean, the only considerable reason you can you can trade Vaughn is if you can get a first round pick out of him. Which mm-hmm. can you? That's the thing. Can you? Who's desperate enough to get a first round pick for Vaughn Miller? See, I would do even up. I would just trade up complete. Now, assuming. First off, assuming Deshaun actually wants out of Houston, this hoe could be... Who knows? Who knows? Soap opera thing that they both want attention. I don't know. You can't trade him. That's the thing. Because if you do trade Deshaun Watson, you say you're... Not only does this impact the team, the franchise as a whole, this impacts the whole league. Because you could be... Because you could be like Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying Mahomes is going to get traded, but... Yeah, well, you could be that. like Patrick Mahomes making forty-five million a year, which is, and you could find, and you insane. could, you could have him making forty-five million per year, and he he could be in a not happy situation, be like, nah, I want to get traded now, and like you'd be forced to trade him. 
Well, of course. So, I mean, it's different in the NBA because you have two rounds in the draft. And you can get a boatload of first-round picks. But in the NFL, it's completely different because you have... You have, an, you have a, a larger salary cap, but at the same time, it would be incredibly risky to do it because now you give the player empowerment to the NFL players. It would fuck up the league. Well, yeah. Which the NFL, I'm stupid enough to say, is about control. They control mm. their players. They do. But... I, I'm not buying the whole Deshaun Watson to the Jets thing. I know. Because, uh, first of all, that'd be stupid for the Jets because they have the second overall pick. And if what we're hearing is true, that Urban Meyer and the Jaguars could take Justin Fields with the first overall pick. If Trevor Lawrence is there at number two, which is highly unlikely, but if he is at number two... If he is. Well, there's a chance because, I mean, now you got an Ohio State coach and Ohio State player, which, again, I mean, Justin Fields may kill it, but we've seen Ohio State quarterbacks in the past. Ask Dwayne Haskins, who's oh been cut and is unemployed. Um, there's nothing they, in Rachel anymore. Uh, they haven't failed. They fail. They, they do fail. Mm-hmm. Cardell Jones is somehow still around. Yep. JT Barrett, probably the most yeah. winningest quarterback in the history of Ohio State. Yep. Can't get a job in the NFL. Why? No, it'd be, it, it's going to be interesting what uh, Jets do. Oh, it's, I, I can't wait for the draft, man. I can't wait. Oh, I'm stoked for the draft. Oh, sure. I don't even have a first-round pick, and I can't wait for the draft. <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of do, but, like, I kind of do. Kind of do, yeah. Kind of. But like still, it's obviously going to be Trevor. Or it's going to be Justin. I still think Trevor, but Ohio State head coach. Yeah, we'll see. They got good players in Jacksonville, though. That's the thing. It's not like they have bad players. They got good players. They got a good line. They got a good. They got a. They got a good front seven. They got deep. They got good receivers in Keelan Cole. I mean Westbrook, Chark. You know. Chenault, LaVisca Chenault. I mean, they got good players. And they got Robinson, who's a damn good back. Well, I was about to say that the running back core is not bad either. Running back core ain't too bad, but, like, still. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what the Hawks are going to do. Speaking of the Hawks, your thoughts on the Doug Peterson offensive coordinator rumors? Uh... I heard you... Adam Gase. Oh, that happened. I heard like Adam Gase could be the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. I'm like, at the same t- first of all, at first I was like, uh, no. And then second, I'm like, you know that meme? You know that? You know that meme from the Simpsons meme where he's like, excellent. Yep. That's me. That's me right now. I'm like, yes. Ruin Pete Carroll for me. Do it. Well, Adam Gaze, I think, is more logic to ruin Pete Carroll than Doug Peterson is. Yeah, yeah. Adam Gaze would ruin Pete Carroll. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Please bring them to the pit of misery. 
<laughs> I will do. I will literally go two and fourteen just to see Pete Carroll get fired. I am that desperate. If you got I am Gage, that desperate, my guy. If you got Adam Gates running your offense, you, there's a good chance that's liable to happen. <laughs> oh, speaking of your guy, um, did you see that Micah Bowens, the former Penn State quarterback, transferred to OU? Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that until I got a notification. Oh, no shit. Day. How about that? Good I don't know him. why. I mean, he's not going to be a starting job, but hey. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Exactly. You never know. Smitcherella may go down, and hey. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got no idea. I don't either. But, well, uh. Speaking George of, Payton, we got uh, some good hires. Uh, Robert Sala, hired mm-hmm. by the New York Jets to be the new head coach of the Jets, and I love this hire. Love it. I think he fits the criteria. Oh my god. Yes. Inject this into my veins. Oh. Love for the Jets. Love it. For but this is a complete 180 of what they're used to doing. Todd Bowles and Adam Gase back to back. This this is this feels like Rex Ryan. This feels like Rex Ryan. And the Jets had their mo- their their best success under guys with fu- excuse me fiery personalities. Herm mm-hmm. Edwards, Bill Parcells, Rex fucking Ryan. Oh my god! Like it makes and and Mike Lafleur or or Mike McDaniel is going to be the offensive coordinator. Yep. Oh my god! Now. We can have all the fun on the face of the planet predicting the Jets all season. We can. We, well, there's so much you can go with on that. We need a we would need a longer segment in order to do that, but let's have some fun regardless. I do think the Jets trade the pick. I'll get back to you in a second. Just gonna pause. I mean, we sorry about that. We could predict the entire Jets off season in a span of two hours, but. What they could do is trade the pick, like trade back a little bit, but still keep one of their first-round picks. I would keep the Hawks pick where they are, but they need linemen. If they really wanted to keep Sam Darnold, which I think they should, because, I mean, I don't know. He just needs a coach that will work with him. Yes. And to build around him, like kind of what Denver did with Drew, even though I'm not, you know... You're not sold on Drew Locke, but... I don't know, but Sam Donald, I think, is their answer to the Jets. They just need... First of all, they need an offensive line to protect him. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, that's his biggest issue. Yeah, clearly. Give us more weapons, but... The fucking twist the T in the back. (laughs) 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 I fucking heard... The mic picked it up. (laughs) That's a sensitive microphone. Christ. I got a buddy of mine twi- cracking up with a twisted tea in the back. I'm like, Jesus, that's that's heavy weaponry right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but oh, for the love of God, there it is again. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna pick that. I don't know. If, I don't know if we're gonna pick that up. <laughs> He's having fun though, that's for sure. But <laughs> I heard that. But. <laughs> Shut up. But 
we could have we could have a ton of fun fucking up with the Jets. Um, but we'll we'll definitely discuss it in a in a in the next segment. What's up, guys? It's Dan from Time to BS Podcast. Are you looking to get your team's favorite gear at the best prices out there? Look no further than Fanatics.com. There's always some great deals at Fanatics. Every league, every team at the best prices. Get your fan on at Fanatics.com. It's time to BS. Grace! Uh, still struggling? Shop! <laughs> A U Stadium podcast. John is here, along with his vapes. <laughs> and I got mine. <laughs> it's it's been that kind of day. It's been that kind of nicotine. day. Nah, no nicotine for me. I'm trying. To, uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to regulate my drinking consumption and regulate and like have. And part of the reason is to not have nicotine, which I don't. Which I don't have anyway. Good. Cause. But you do. You do you, bro. You do you. Uh, how you doing? How you doing, bro? I've been good. Been good. Been chillin'. Been chillin'. Can't complain. But, Me either, man. Yeah. So we had a. We're recording this on a Wednesday, as part of this as part of this segment. We're recording this segment on a Wednesday, and this morning Philip Rivers retired. What is his legacy like, bro? One of the best quarterbacks who's never got it done. One of the best quarterbacks who never win the AFC Championship. Yeah. Let alone get to a Super Bowl. Yeah. His best shot was really in 06, the year Daniel Tomlinson had probably one of the most dominant seasons you'll ever see from a running back. Or for a player ever. He changed the outcomes of games. He controlled the pace of games that year. Oh. Like when he, he took over in ways that you haven't really seen since. But I, I was never the biggest Philip Rivers guy because he was just force footballs, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like he would, he wouldn't infuriate me as a as a football fan because he had such talent, but he was also stiff as a rock. Yeah, in my opinion, I'd say on ninety-five percent of plays, he was an incredible quarterback. The issue is that other five percent, pretty much, is what drags down. I think a lot of people's opinion of him. Yeah, he he tends to throw some picks. He tends to throw. I think of him as like Eli Manning with better teams. Yeah, I would say that. I think both of them are going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think. All three quarterbacks from that 04 class are going to be in the Hall of Fame, Roethlisberger included. I think all four of them are going to get in the Hall of Fame first ballot or not. But I I said four. I was like, what the hell? Three. No, it was three. Three. Three guys. I think all three of them get in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Roethlisberger, say what you want about him. I think Roethlisberger is the only one who had a chance for being a first ballot, though. He is going to be. I think Rivers will be first ballot because of his statistics. But then again, I'm not a Hall of Fame voter, so what do I know? Yeah. Yeah, the Hall of Fame voters love the Super Bowl ring. Oh, my God. 
They love, love, love them. Terrell Davis. I mean, Terrell Davis got in, but for, I mean, that's the only. That's one of the reasons Terrell Davis got in. Super Bowl. Two Super Bowls in a two thousand, and one of now currently eight players, to get two thousand yards. Yeah. Yeah, the Hall of Fame voters love the Super Bowl rings, which is why I'd say Roethlisberger's probably the only one to go first. Yeah. Because he has the stats and the rings. He has the stats and the rings, and he's got more. I think he's got more five hundred yard passing games than any player in NFL history. I'm not 100% sure with that, but he had three in one season, I believe. No, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think he's he did. The, no, I think he's the only one to have three. Yeah, Roethlisberger is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's, yeah he, he's also an infuriating quarterback. It's yeah, one of, to me, I find it interesting because when you look at his statistics, look at his wins, everything, his damn good career, I find it shocking that I never um, – really thought of him as highly as I probably should have. Yeah. Because I think the issue was there was always other quarterbacks who were doing more impressive things to me. But... And I think some of his um, personal stuff, too, kind of thrilled. Yeah. He also wasn't, you know, the biggest leader. He wasn't the biggest leader on the planet in Pittsburgh. I, I still don't think so. But, but yeah, I mean, Rivers, like, I think Philip Rivers' legacy is always going to be, you know, yeah, one of the best quarterbacks to never get it done. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, a lot of people, too, are going to mostly remember, like, 06, 07, 08, 09, like, those years. Those years, some, yeah. Yeah, people are going to remember those years. I feel like a lot of people are going to forget some of the later Charger years where it was really a, just a weak team that wasn't gonna get it done. True. Um, speaking of uh, teams, speaking of cities without teams, shout out to San Diego. <laughs> but <laughs> Seattle. Let's go Padres. Yeah, oh, for God's sakes. Padres. Oh God, that's the only team. Uh, I mean, San Diego has the has the AHL, the minor league teams, but but still, um, I think I brought this up to you because. You, the NBA is considering expansion, and two cities that were constantly brought up are Las Vegas and Seattle. And I think we said this a couple episodes ago. Seattle fans love basketball first. They do. They do. They I adore mean, it. They adore the Sonics, and they haven't existed in 15 years. And the Sonics, yeah. And you will still see Sonic's merchandise being sold online. Yeah, it's crazy. People, there's still a demand for Sonic merchandise. It's crazy. But it's... it's, And the reason why... Because the NBA... I said this earlier. The NBA is considering expansion. I think you have to expand. Because the NHL is expanding. There are talks of potentially baseball expanding. Into Montreal or back into Montreal with the Expos, or they could potentially uh, I think get Portland happen. involved. I mean, they, they want to get Portland involved. Portland, Oregon. Portland is a the Portland. I think can support another professional team. Portland they can for the Blazers. 
Portland can. Portland can support they show team. Out for oh my God! Yeah, no matter how no matter how te- how bad or good that team is, they, that the city fell in love with the Nail Blazers. Even <laughs> that's a reference. <laughs> but Vegas, I, I think Vegas is going to happen because you got the Knights there. You got the yeah, Raiders. Done got, well. The Raiders are there. Vegas, I think, could fit pro sports teams because it becomes another Vegas event. Yeah, it's exactly. It's good for the city. Yeah. And it becomes another event, like another form of entertainment in Vegas. Let's be clear. Seattle, we thought was coming. We think is coming. Like, that's... Let's understand this. Key Arena, Key Arena in downtown Seattle is being... Was the second... the, The second the NHL announced that... They were expanding to Seattle. Key Arena, the former home of the Sonics and the current home of the WNBA's uh, Seattle Storm, that arena was getting renovated. Like there was no, no discussion of that re- of the of that arena not getting renovated. Because, because yeah. you, you had needs the to be. yeah you had the Kraken. It was a subpar facility. With the Still a nice building though. Beautiful building. Beautiful building. It was just not a professional facility at that point in time. Correct. And Seattle should have done right by the Sonics and the city, and they should have gotten something done. Correct. But you have the Kraken coming around for the NHL around the expansion draft being in a few mo- being in five months in June, which mm. is awesome. I can't wait. Um, and then I th- I thought the door was open to the. To the the Supersonics coming back when the NHL first announced, first announced expansion to Seattle, I thought so too, Osman, because we know the demand is there. Let's everyone knows. Yeah, I mean, outside there. of you know, I mean, there's not a more passionate passionate NBA fan base you can argue than the Supersonics, and they don't even exist. <laughs> I mean, there are. I mean, there are Nick fans. I mean, the, I mean, Celtic fans are there still. But I. Uh... Yeah, like there was a time where that was the city's identity was the Suns. Yeah. Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, Ray Allen, and many others. Well, oh was. yeah, those they are such history. good teams in the nineties. Those are so they good are. teams. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook were there, and then they fucked off to Oklahoma City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's because they weren't building new roots. So when somebody who was from Oklahoma bought the team and put it in Oklahoma City. Oh, can, if the Sonics do come back, that's going to be some fucking rivalry. Oh, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, especially if the Thunder do go to Seattle for games. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, right now Thunder are still in that division, but with expansion, I could see the Thunder getting moved to the Southwest. Yeah, I completely forgot there were still divisions in the NBA. I completely yeah. forgot. Not gonna yeah, lie. The, the Thunder right now are still in the same division as old Sox were in. So they're in the division with Utah and Portland and Minnesota. Oof. But uh, what else is going on in the NBA? I mean, I mean, we we discussed uh, the James Harden trade, which is look nice. Yeah, there's still, there's Kyrie is still 
freaking Kyrie. He's he's he came back. Yeah, but there's if you, you had the fields that it's that's not a good fit. It's like now that you have Harden too, that's two balls. Now I understand players. where he came from though, by saying that oh I needed a mental break. I'm like okay, that's fine. I mean, I, I can't argue that. But, like, when you say that without notice, it's like, dude, what are you doing? Ooh, Knicks-Warriors tomorrow. That's going to be a fun game. It will. That'll be a fun game. Yeah. For, like, some interesting like, that could happen in the NBA is um, in Portland now. I think they just lost their playoff hopes. Why? What happened? They're, they're down two starters. Oh, really? McCollum's out? Yeah. Is, uh... Luckily, their game tonight is postponed, so that it does benefit them. Yeah. How? Yeah, but McCollum is having a career year. Oh, he's having an awesome year. Yeah, this could be... Yeah, that could be devastating to them. You know who I don't feel bad for? You know who I, I... I do not feel bad, honestly... For the Rockets, I don't feel bad for them because they're four and eight right now and they look fucking miserable. The Rockets, they don't, this is what the Rockets get for some of the decisions they made in the last couple of years. <laughs> fucking Daryl Morley, <laughs> what a tool! Well, it's not just that, but they let Harden have too much influence over a team, but he never won anything. That's the thing with NBA play. I hate the player empowerment thing. I hate it. Look, I'm fine players get empowered if they have won a championship and they are yeah. proven championship players. Yeah. That's different. Hard, yeah, Harden had was a choke artist in Houston. Oh. And think about some of the things that they – everything that moved that Maury did was to accommodate Harden. I, uh... Some of the moves they made, the players they let go. It's another thing that I hate with the NFL – because you're starting to see player empowerment in the NFL. I mean, Aaron Rodgers kind of has it already. Because it's a 53-man roster. I mean, Aaron Rodgers kind of has it. He kind of has player empowerment. I mean, Tom Brady has had player empowerment for years. Not going to lie, he has. He has, but... You have a you have a talent like Tom Brady, like you know, on your team. They're gonna do what you can to keep them happy. Yeah, have to. Yeah, so you can't blame teams for that. No, you can't. But I'm you looking could, at, but like Minka Fitzpatrick. Okay, Minka Fitzpatrick was a first round pick for the Dolphins back in like 2018, I think. He was traded for like a first round pick and two other picks for the to the Steelers because he didn't like his role in Miami, so he requested a trade. Mm-hmm. All right, another example: Jalen Ramsey. What a dickhead he was in Jacksonville. <laughs> People forget that. Jalen Ramsey was the biggest dickhole on the face of the planet when he was with the, when he requested a trade with the Jaguars. He purposely sat out for with a quote unquote yep. back injury. Fake injury. So he could get his ass the traded. Jalen Ramsey did was honestly probably the reverse like thing that I've seen any athlete of any sport do. It's like, okay, cool, Jacksonville, small market team, who cares? You get traded to the Rams. I thought that trade would fuck the Rams over, but I was wrong. I knew that, that trade wasn't going to fuck the Rams over. Rams is a damn good player. He's a great player. I'm not denying that. I would have traded for Jalen Ramsey if I could. 
I mean, I would. Yeah, so yeah, there was th- there was thirty other GMs aside from from you know the Rams who were interested in Jalen Ramsey most likely. That was a player anybody wanted. And then there's the Jamal Adams trade, who I'm stuck with, potentially. Yeah. Great player, but still. still. Trading too much. Because uh, I feel like whenever you have multiple picks involved, especially high picks in like the top few rounds, those are players that are generally going to make the team and play contributive roles. On we need team. to find a way to get. Uh, speaking of Seattle, we need to find a way to get Brandon Marshall on here because we already had Dean Blandino come on a couple times. But mm-hmm. what I want to do is I want to get Brandon Marshall on here. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna see if we can talk to him. This is, a, this is a good idea. Let's find Brandon Marshall. would <laughs> <laughs> been funny. I... Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. What's going on in the realm of hockey? Oh, yeah. I just forgot. That's, I forgot. What do you think of the, of the Deshaun Watson trade rumors? I can see the Jets pulling the trigger They're on. not going to do it. I don't they think they do, do something to, you know, just bring back some sort of hope. The, the, look, the, they've done good on their coaching hire. The team is, can get... Sean Watson, who knows? The Jets will have cap space soon. They're going to have money. They, they should just go for it at this point. Because <sighs> they haven't made the playoffs since 2010. Yeah. But I think the Robert Sala hire is going to be a fantastic hire for them. You know? So, like, so he gives you, like, a Rex Ryan vibe. That's what I said. He's going to give you the Rex Ryan vibe. I he love it. the Rex Ryan vibe. I love it. But you need that. Yeah, that's the vibe you need because you're like coach New York. Honestly. You need that. Yeah, and I... Yeah, I think that maybe that was part of their search was, you know, finding a coach who would give them the Rex Ryan vibe. Yeah. Oh, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and James Harden are all on the same, are on the floor together in Brooklyn. Ooh. <laughs> That's oh, not for the good love of God. Oh, for the love of God. I think you should not have Harden and Kyrie on the floor at the same time. I mean, listen, good for, good for the league because they get because they get what they want. But, like, come on. There's only one ball. You need to spray out them. You need to kind of stagger them. What do you think the Raptors did so well? How do you think the Raptors won a championship? They got Kawhi. Yeah, they also have ball handlers. And they spread the ball around like crazy. Yeah. But, like, the best big threes, right? The only big threes that have really won championships have a player who's willing to take, like, a lesser role of some sort. Who's going to do that on Brooklyn? You think Durant's going to? Probably. Kyrie? Or Harden? I bet money on Kevin Durant. Because he already did it. (laughs) Listen, the reason why the Heat worked was because Bosch took a lesser role after he was being the best player on a bad team his whole career before that. You're LeBron? Oh, yeah, LeBron James. No, I'm saying Bosch. Bosch, you know, didn't didn't change up his game to... 
you know, be able to do what was beneficial to the team. That big three would have ended up like the 2013 Lakers. Yeah, true. You, like, you always have to have the, all the, every successful big three did it. And Durant was not the one who took the lesser role in that big three. I think it was Clay Thompson who did. <coughs> oh, yeah, true. Yeah, Clay Thompson ended up changing up his game and becoming a catch and shoot specialist on the perimeter. Because his shot was a dagger, and it yeah. benefited the team from the play. But you way. see how much his loss hurts the Warriors right now. It does. Because they don't have him. They don't have him for this year, and it hurts them a lot. It does, because a big part of that Steve Kerr offense is having guys who have the ability to, you know, to do a catch-and-shoot three. Yeah, which Clay yeah, is the best was, at. Yeah, that was Clay's specialty. Yeah. He would just, like, think of all the times he would just be like a step Curry past the Clay Clay instant three. Think of how many times you would see that during the dynasty years. Oh, of the my God. That first Warriors championship team was awesome. That was, was so much fun. And they manhandled the Rockets in the conference finals. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Please. Love it. Kyrie Irving showing his ring finger. I remember the time finger. I really liked Steph Curry. I no. loved Steph Curry back then. No, I yeah, blame it. I still do, honestly. No, I was. I like Steph Curry, the player and the person. I could. I feel like I could shoot around a golf with Steph Curry, and I would love it. Okay. Here's a great option for you. If you had the opportunity to shoot around a golf or drink with the following NBA player, who would you pick? Would you pick Steph Curry? Actually, that's easy. Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> Steph Curry. I'm pretty sure Steph is the most likable NBA player. <laughs> that's not even close. However, I will say I would love to go clubbing with Dennis Rodman. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> clubbing with Dennis Rodman in North Korea. <laughs> oh, man. Or I'll be partying with J.R. Smith. We can, oh, shirtless, though? Or shirtless with J.R. Yeah. Smith? You have to be shirtless. Have to be shirtless with J.R. Smith. I don't know you thought about Mark Gasol at the Raptors championship parade after they won. He seemed like quite the partier. I Oh, God. Who else did you party with? I feel like you could party with a, a few other NBA players. I'm sure Kemba Walker's uh, a nice guy to party with. Sure he is. Not as good as Steph Curry, though, but... Ooh, Honestly, Jimmy Butler. Ooh, I got one. I got one. Jimmy Butler. I got one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> the dude was playing board games with fellow Miami with fellow Miami old old men in Miami. The second he got to the Heat, oh, it was awesome. He had a cigar. He had cigars and everything. I'm like, he fits right in. He's like the ideal Pat Riley player. Oh. Tough guy. You like, like, think of Pat Riley could like make a play. You think of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. You think of Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah. Like, when I saw he went to the Heat, I kind of knew it was like a natural fit. Yeah, it feels such a good fit, and they're gonna be good for a while. They're gonna be good for yeah. a while, as long as they you know retain their players and not make any stupid trades. They'll be fine. They'll be mm-hmm. fine. 
Jimmy like, Butler, Jimmy Butler proved to us that was the organization he was with. That thank was. you. He proved that. Oh my God! And you're starting to see that with the Knicks. You're starting to see yeah. with the Knicks. Yeah. Like okay, you could have like okay one or two good players, but they have like, you know, one All Star and they have a great coach and a great, and a great you know structure. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because the truth is, the issue with Jimmy Butler before Miami was not really Jimmy Butler. He was with coaches and teammates and organizations that were not committed to winning like he is. Yeah, because like he seems like a, just a very competitive person, and he was playing for the Bulls, the Timberwolves, and the Seventy Sixers. I'm sure he's also a great guy to have a cup of coffee with. Yeah, I feel like the Heat with Jimmy Butler is, you know, the Heat. Pat Riley, he values winning. He will never, he would never do anything oh, that. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure that you know. When Pat Riley does eventually retire, he's going to ask, oh, what's your favorite trade of all time? I'm sure he'll say <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Yeah. 100%. It's like, oh, okay. Because the Heat were already a good team without him, and then they got they him. It's like they went to the finals this first year. They need something to go over the hump, and they ended up adding a star player and a leader all at the same time. Yeah. That's the thing. Speaking of teams without leaders, what happened to the Rangers? What happened? David Quinn happened. No, I think Quinn could be a good coach, but like, mm. <laughs> as fellow Ranger, as Ranger, as as fellow Ranger fan, what do you say to the Islander fan and myself? I mean, because let's be let's be clear about my stance on the Rangers. I disliked I disliked them because of their because. They're probably the biggest rival, and what the Islanders Rangers rivalry transcends decades, and it's one of the great rivalries in all of sports. Yeah, but like, I, I want the Rangers and the Islanders to both be awesome teams that we can have battle. Yeah, and in the playoffs, I want. and in the playoffs. I want. The all Rangers I, are doing the right things, but I think that maybe it's the coaching. Maybe they have. To I don't know. Guys. Maybe they should not have had maybe Truba. Could be the fact you have no bottom six, no fourth line. Well, also terrible not having John. Uh, I mean, uh, John Davidson is on the Rangers. What am I saying? But I forgot it was. I forgot he was on the Rangers for two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> He's the um, team president now. He's the team president, and he runs everything. But like, yeah, which is a major upgrade. Over you could, I mean, th- here's another thing that I think is possible: they miss Heinrich Lundqvist badly, and yeah. not just the player. His ability it might be his um, presence in the locker. Room. Exactly, it's not just the player that they. It's not the player they miss. It's the it's the leadership. From what I've heard, like there, like there hasn't been a single person who you know been around Henrik Lundqvist who doesn't love the guy. Oh, I'm sure I would. Listen, I'm sure I would have a glass of whiskey and a nice. Uh, I'm sure I would have a glass of whiskey with Henrik Lundqvist any day. No, he gives you that vibe. Yeah, he's a chill guy. Yeah, I haven't met the guy yet, but I'm sure he's a pretty chill motherfucker. 
But the truth is, like, you know, that was like a heart and soul of the team for yeah. so long. I mean, they had to buy him out, though. They had to. Let's be clear. It was the right choice. They, ha- they had to. Goalie. The second Shesterkin came up and started balling out, it's like, okay, yeah. yeah. It's time. I, but I also think it's too early in the season to hit a panic button yet. No, I feel the same. And way. I think regardless of the outcome of the season, you can't because it's a kind of a weird situation, weird season anyway. I, I feel the same way with the Islanders here because you the Rangers kicked our ass with Elias Sor- yeah. with Elias Sorokin and people already turning on him, which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous because he's a rookie goalie in his first NHL game against a huge rival. Okay, let's under okay let's understand who Elias Sorokin is. Elias Sorokin's career save percentage in Russia was nine thirty five. Yeah, I think he's an elite goalie, which prospect. is stupid. He's an elite prospect, and he's going to continue to be regardless yeah. of giving up five goals. Mitch Korn helps. By the way, goaltending genius Mitch Korn helps. If you can, if you can get Semyon Varlamov, it, or better, better example, if you can get Thomas Grice and Robin Leonard to win the Jennings Trophy with the best save percentage in the NHL combined, yeah. Then you can do this with Elias Sorokin, and I know the the common the common statement is oh, the ice the ice size in Russia is smaller than it is in the NHL, which is fair. No, I think it's I think it was a, honestly I think that game with a combination of that and also the NHL is the best hockey league in the world. Correct. And an NHL team is like you know there's very talented players in Russia. I'm not saying there isn't. However, I think NHL teams are probably every NHL roster is probably deeper in talent than what a KHL roster is. So I'm not really shocked it happened, and I don't think you can throw them under the bus. Yet. I think it. I think it was very simple. Hey, kid, welcome to the NHL. Yeah, it happens. It happens. But you know, there are people that saying, "Oh, Elias Sorokin sucks. I'm ready to turn on him." I'm looking at you, Al's Twitter. I'm looking at you, look, half of Islanders Twitter. You look at any sports team's fan bases on Twitter, you'll oh see my the worst God. You'll see the most, like, overreacted video. Okay, I got a story for you. I got a story for you that we can, uh... But, you know what? Let's transition segments real quick. I'll tell you this story. Hi guys, it's Dan. Time to be as podcast and the Unhinged Sports Network have recently partnered with Fubo TV. What is Fubo TV, you might ask? Well, here's the thing. Fubo TV brings you hundreds upon hundreds of channels, including NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC, ESPN, and many more, without the hassle of a cable contract. Don't believe me? Click the link in the description now and start your seven-day free trial today. It's time to BS. First of all, no one would want to see me regardless. <laughs> a U Stadium podcast. For those of you who do not know who this is, this is Rob Taub of the New York Post. Uh, for those who go way back to us, to the Sports Cave, I had him on uh, before we talked some Jets football. You know, he got his, re- got his views on wrestling and, of course, the Islanders. Um, how, how are things, bro? How are things? Everything's going well. Uh, I know, uh, you know, it's the pandemic living, but uh, you know, I can't complain. I'm, I'm just going along with my job, with my girlfriend. 
and you know just trying to just trying to get by each day gotta do what you gotta do you know gotta do what you gotta do um this NHL season so far has been hectic, man. We're, we're, what, five games in? Four or five games in? It's like, oh, my God. Uh, the, the season's a week old. Uh, it was a week old yesterday. <laughs> it's already it's already awesome. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, uh, there's been some knockdown dragouts that I've, uh, I've had the pleasure of watching, especially last night. I watched uh, I watched the ending of um, the Canadians and the Canucks, and, oh, man, that was, oh. and it was balls to the wall hockey, and I oh. loved every second of it. Oh. That's that's another thing I want, I've uh, I'm I'm always so excited for is are those the Canadian division to get that that bloodbaths of rivalries particularly with yeah. the Battle of Alberta and you get at Oilers and Flames you get the Canadians you get the Canadians and the Leafs in there Senators I mean Vancouver has their fair share of rivalries <laughs> with, it's a very tough division but it's a it's a very fun division oh, I mean, some so of the games, much fun. I, I mean, I know um, Edmonton and Toronto, they played a hard to believe, a boring hockey game. Uh, I think it was either yesterday or Tuesday. And it was just like, wow, uh, that was unexpected. But uh, no, it's been fun to watch that division. It's going to be a, you're totally right. It's going to be a bloodbath. Oh, awesome. And I, I, I love, I'm ready for every second of it. Um, I wanted to get your views on the Islanders because I'm very high on the Islanders. Uh, they were my pick to represent the Eastern Conference, not only the. If the com- if the conferences were in set this year, uh, they they were my pick for the last couple of years to represent the East in the Stanley Cup Final. Um, I do think they they could potentially make it this year. And I was during our NHL preview episode, um, I said, okay, the the biggest reason to why I think the Islanders will be better than they were last year is because of the kids that they have. You're already seeing Kiefer Bellows. He's playing hard, and he's he's not scoring. Not but... taking shift off, and that's a good thing. That's what you want to see from him after he only got to play a few games last year, and it's uh, it's been a treat to watch him so far. He, oh. he likes to get his nose dirty, and I, I really appreciate it. I love that, that about him. him. And when he was drafted, uh, he when he was drafted, he was drafted because of his shot. He had a whale of a shot coming out. Coming out of juniors, well, yeah, shot. Can't, he, can't, he can't buy a shot right now. I was watching him in that first period. He had a he had one or two good uh, opportunities to shoot, and he just couldn't get the puck on it. Yeah. He couldn't get the puck to lay down on his stick. And are you high? And I'm also high on Ilya Sorokin. I think, oh, because we've waited so long to get Sorokin to come here. Fantastic in the KHL, and then just. Do you are you are you turning on him like most Islander like most Isles no, Twitter no, is? Not, no, not at all. I I think those who are turning on him, I think uh, they're. I don't know what you could, what what uh, term you could call him. I, I just think that they they're the type that you know they they uh, they love it when you win and they want to kill you when you lose. But no, I am not turning on him. That no, I think that first game, I, I I think he was nervous. I think that the team just didn't play well in front of him. Well, they didn't really show up in the first place. But no, I'm not I'm not turning on him. I, I honestly, I think that game on Saturday is going to be a fluke. And I think once we once he gets his bearings under him and he gets um, you know, he gets to play next week, hopefully or sometime you know, soon, I think we're going to see why, uh, you know, the Sorokin that we've all seen from the highlights and everything that we've heard in practice oh, and, and training camp. It's but, exciting. Uh, no, I, I'm going to give up on him. Yeah. It's, it's too early, way too early to do that. It's one game. Those who do it, I, I, I can't, I just don't know what to tell you. It's one game. 
It's one game. It that's it's all. Game. That's all you need. That's it, all you need. The, one game. The problem was it was how bad it was, but it was. And look, he didn't play well, but he, like people said, he only had twenty minutes notification that he was going in there. Yeah. I mean, that, that's got to be accounted for. He didn't have a full warm up. Yeah, and the team played like garbage in front of him. So yeah. I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I think a lot of Islander fans have. The ones who haven't, I, I, I can't help you with that. I, no. I think, like I said, they they just they they just have their their wits about them. Exactly, and I Noah Dobson, their first round pick in 2018, has played awesome so far. Looks good to, he looks, looks really good. good. He looks really good, and Johnny Boychuk is his presence is clearly felt. Throughout throughout the locker room and throughout Islanders throughout the Islanders, you can see he's teaching him. Andy Green, sixteen year veteran, he's teaching him. He's teaching him how to play. Dobson Dobson's really got a lot. He's got the best of both worlds because he's got a guy like Boychuk who was a hard nosed defenseman for so long, and then you have a guy like Andy Green who's a steady a veteran leader, and he's just. Getting uh, learn, getting all that knowledge is really, really, really going to benefit him in the long run. And oh yeah, he's sort of seeing it. Now. He's starting to get comfortable. I know, just like Sorokin, that second game was really, really tough. It was probably his worst game, the worst game for him as a pro. But he had a point in the he had a point in the first game of the season, and he has a point tonight. Yeah, he he's finding his rhythm, and I think once he really, really gets his. Uh, uh, gets everything together. I think he's going to be really special. I, I honestly do. I, and the fact that he's playing as the number six defenseman, I'm not. I don't have a problem with that. No, you got to ease him in. And I think it's going to be an evol- There's going to it's going to be an evolution type of project with him. If he can be a top four by the end of this year, then you know he had a phenomenal. Oh season. yeah, and I'm 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 high on Wallstrom too, and he's rotating between Johnston and he's rotating with with uh, Ross Johnston, to my knowledge. Um, on well, the third line, he hasn't line. played a game yet. It's it's a little questionable at this point, but I'm not going to argue with Barry Trotz with his lineup decisions. No. He knows the lineup better than I do. Yeah, of course. But I'm hoping I'm hoping we see Wallstrom soon. I I think we will. Uh, I just hope it's not where it's to the point where guys are struggling mightily that we have to see. Him. Yeah, yeah. You want to see the you want to see the Islanders be just like they're playing tonight. Their offense, they they they're they got rolling right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the first period, yeah. but you take a period like that, and then if you add someone like Wallstrom into the mix, I mean, who knows? Uh, the possibilities are endless. But I just hope his his appearance doesn't come with the Islanders, you know, in a uh, in a landfall, in like a downfall. Yeah, I I hope so too. But Barzy's on Barzy's on a good start to the season. Uh, uh, he looks like a ball. Uh, uh, it looks I mean, like. He's been Oh, he's he, been great. He, he's been, he loves playing against New Jersey too. Yes, and I mean Nick 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 Letty. Yeah, Nick Letty. I'm <laughs> just trying to think. I'm trying to think of how to say it because listen, I I love Boyshock. I met him once. Great dude. And listen, the loss of him hurts, but also in a nutshell, it was like a blessing in disguise, if you want to put it that mm-hmm. way, because. Andy Green, when he came, Andy Green filled in his shoes nicely. Noah Dobson has been able to fill in his shoes nicely. And I thought the loss of Devon Taves would hurt more because not only of his defense, but also his offensive presence. How he can move the puck, he can shoot the puck. And more of, 
And as a defenseman, he was he was rock solid. So I thought the loss of Taves would hurt them, but I didn't think it would hurt them that bad. And it, it so far it's like, oh, he's not even there. Yeah, I, I think that you know Taves, what he's he, he's thriving in Colorado right now. Oh yeah, and he's off to a great start. But I don't think his him being traded hurt the Islanders as much as people thought it would. Uh, I mean, he's you know he's not Bobby Orr. He's not, no. you know, he's not Nick Lidstrom. He's not one of those, these type of guys where if the Islanders lost him, you know, they'd take a, a major, major step back. No, he's not a three-time you, Norris Trophy winner. And you, you, you said the, the names exactly, the Noah Dobsons, the the, uh, the Andy Greens, the Nick Ladies. They filled in good. They filled in uh, good so far. The Pellet Posse. For, uh, for, for the guys like Boychuk and the, for the Boychucks and the Taves. So I'm, I'm not totally lost on Taves. Uh, being, you know, this so-called like superstar, no. and the Islanders are losing. So he's a great player, though. A, a huge uh, subtraction. Uh, might it be down the road? It could be, but right now, it, it's not. It doesn't have that same. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have that same you're, effect. That yeah, you're starting to see it with Dobson. Like he, Dobson is a bit faster than Taves. He's not as good of a puck handler as Taves, but he's all, but he's a faster defenseman than Devon Taves. You're starting to see that, right? Yeah, uh, I, I believe so. And the 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 addition the addition of JG Pajot, blessing man. Oh, he's he's every he's everything is advertised. Oh my god! I, I I know he only had I know he only has the one goal from uh, from his game winner on Monday, but he he's been solid so far. He's been awesome. I think the point the points are going to come. I think him being in that third line center role. I don't know if many people expect him to get you know a lot of points, but he'll get his. And I think Trotz is more depending on him to be a more defensive-minded uh, uh, presence. And it, it's been that way so far through the first uh, three games and, and so far tonight. But uh, like, like you said, Blessed, he, he's been fantastic. And uh, I think he's, he's in for a big season. It's just seeing when, uh, if, he's gonna, if it's going to be at spurts or it's going to be like, a, like an explosion. Yeah, but I, I, the power play has sort, hasn't really been – Great still, but it's been it's been better than what it was last year. They, they just got to shoot more, they which really, they have it's just, been. It, it, it's it's really it's really really the the biggest thing they need to do, and the biggest thing that has been a problem for them the past few years with the power play is they don't shoot enough. It, I mean, I I, I I like lose my mind thinking if these guys would just throw the puck at the net like they're supposed to, they would get rebounds, they would get better opportunities. Instead, they just they try and make the perfect pass. They 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 try to be too pretty, <laughs> and you see what happened on Monday, where they had absolutely nothing against the Bruins. Now, I I I, uh, I had a joke with a with a couple of buddies of mine uh, the other day, and I said, "Oh, can you imagine this Islanders power play if Doug Waite was calling the offensive plays?" I don't even want to. I don't even want to think that. <laughs> I don't think ever again, really. Good, but like as a head coach, I, I thought he as a head coach. Screw that. But, like, <laughs> he was a good offensive mind, though. They would score like crazy. Yeah, but they, they forgot the concept of defense, and you yes. can't do that. In, yes. In, in, in <laughs> that's, that's another thing. Barry, Barry, oh. I want to I wanna take back to the day Barry was hired. What was your initial reaction to when Barry, when Barry Trotz was first hired as Islanders head coach? My initial reaction was... 
everything about the organization just took a major leap forward. Thank and God. He went, and, the, and this organization and the franchise was getting not only its best head coach since Al Arbor, but the best coach in the National Hockey League. And I will scream until the cows come home and argue with anybody that he is he is the best coach in the NHL today. Yep. I know I, I I know John Cooper won a Stanley Cup, and I know Rick Bonus got the stars to the to the Stanley Cup final, but no, Barry Trotz for what he gets out of his out of this team with the lack of scoring and the and the the overall you oh, say lack yeah. of overall talent. Oh he's yeah. He's the best coach in the National Hockey by League far. by far. By far. Um, I I see your I I talk to you uh, I see your tweets all the time, and you do have your your thoughts as a Jet fan. What are your thoughts on the Robert Sala hire? Because I'm a Seahawk fan, but I was also raised some Jets blood into me by my mother. Mm-hmm. So I'm 50-50 split between the Jets and the Seahawks as my favorite as my favorite football teams. I love the hire. Love it. I'm a huge. Uh, oh, they just scored. I'm a huge fan of the hire. I really am. He seemed the 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 Jets brass. They wanted a CEO. And I think that's what they're getting in Robert Sala. Just the way he spoke at the press conference today, he looked a little nervous, but you could see there was a, ter- a determination there. There's an intensity there. And, you know, there hasn't been that type of intensity with this franchise in uh, since Rex. Yeah. And, you know, for the last four years, it's just been nothing but boring crap uh, that we, that the fan base and and a lot of the players have had to go through. Yep. So I'm very, very excited for this hire. I, I think he's going to do a tremendous job here. I know, you know, we have to wait to see what hap- uh, the results on the field, but he won the press conference, and he I won think me over. The, fan, the fans are behind him. That's a major, major yes. thing. Yes, The fans are behind this hire. They've been behind this hire since they first interviewed him. Yep. So they got their guy, and I think that a lot of people are very happy about it. Too. And do you think the, old, the biggest question surrounding the Jets is the quarterback? I think, me personally, they keep Sam. I think, listen, you had Todd Bowles and Adam Gase your first three years in the league. You Adam Gase ruined him, and you got Mike LaFleur calling plays, bringing the 49ers offense into your playbook. That's going to benefit him. I've, I am on the, I'm in the same boat as you. I want them to keep Sam. I want to see what happens when he has a real head coach and a real offensive coordinator, not this garbage that they've given to him his first three years. I really hope that they stick with him. Look, if they go after Deshaun Watson, I'm not going to be upset if they get him. I'll, I, I think it's a miracle. But, no, I think they, I'd love to see them stick with Sam. You know, yep. He's only 23 years old. And yeah. he's, so, he's still so young. And he's got a lot of potential. And, you know, Salah was he was quick to, uh, to praise him today. And, and why not? And, yeah. I mean. He, he was a number three overall pick, and that just doesn't go away. No, nope. I just think that what they've given him and what he's had to work with, it, he, they, he's got no help. And it's it sucks. It's sad because it, it, it's just not fair to him. It's not fair to the fan base. And really, it's, it's just not fair to all all the guys that support him. Is it, which is a better idea? Keep the second pick and see if Devontae Smith or Penny Sewell is there at number two? Or do you trade back a little bit? I would trade I back think, a little uh, bit. I'm, I'm split because uh, what I saw from Devontae, Devontae Smith was just incredible. <laughs> he's a he's a monster, and he's going to be a star in the NFL. Oh, yeah. And 
I like the uh, the Jets really haven't had a number one receiver since Brandon Marshall a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, I know they got rid of Robbie Anderson. I'm not never going to uh, be happy that they – I'm never going to not uh, be uh, – I'm always going to be upset that they did that. No, oh, yeah. But if they – I mean, I like what I saw from Denzel Mims. I really think he's got a lot of potential. Oh, yeah. But I don't yeah. know if he's a legit number one. Devonta Smith – Is a legit number a, one. He would be a, uh, be a number one immediately. Mm-hmm. And him and Mims would make a – I think make a great combo. But, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. If they trade down – and they can get, you know, some assets or get a, a ready-to-go guy who's going to make an impact now. I don't mind if they do that, but I still think they want to build build the offensive line, and I yeah. have no problem with that either. Uh, so I think they're in a really good position. They're in a really good spot right now to do uh, a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Now it's just seeing if they actually, uh, like, what comes their way. Oh, yeah. But I, I do th- I think you should keep the second pick. And trade back with the 23rd pick, the Seahawks pick. Yeah. Because people are going to want to get back and trade. Teams are going to want to get back in the first round. And that pick is a value. And the Agreed. pick is a valuable pick. Especially you got teams like New Orleans that, are, that don't take a quarterback in the first round. And yeah. they want to take a quarterback in the first round. That That's a great place. That's a great pick to get. But I think what they could do is either, all right, their offensive line wasn't terrible. Last year, uh, it, it had they had their their highs and you know mostly their lows, but yeah. I didn't think they were awful. No, they weren't awful. I mean, Pat Flynn was a great pickup for the Vikings. I I really think that the play calling is was the major problem. I don't. Yeah. I've never. You know, everyone wants to blame the offensive line, and you can, but the play calling never helped. And no. what and Adam Gase was just he was he was a disgrace when it when it came to that. I didn't so, like the hire in the first place. I'll never. I will. You'll never uh, let that go. That's a, the the Jets will regret that for a long, long time. Oh and yeah. Now they're finally maybe the this new hire with uh, with Salah can change that. Uh, they can change that oh, fortune. Because it was just two years of just disgusting, uh, putrid, everything around the organization. So uh, I'm. I want to see. I really want to see what goes on with this new head coach and what he can do with Joe Douglas. He's uh, not as incompetent as Pete Carroll, though. Let's be clear here. <laughs> I listen. Sorry. He's not as he's not as stubborn as Pete Carroll, though. Hey, Pete Carroll. He got to, he won a Super Bowl and he got to a listen. Line, so listen. No, okay. I'm not gonna. No, 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 uh, no, no. I mean, I know you're a Seahawks fan, but I just I, okay. I will always give him the benefit of the doubt. I will give him the I give him the benefit of the doubt because he got the Super Bowl for us. But I will always say this. Okay, he is the. I'm gonna rant again. He's the president of football operations for the Seattle Seahawks. Every mm-hmm. single decision goes through him, not John Schneider, Pete Carroll. It goes through him. Yeah, so he, the, he's basically the Bill Bell. He's the Bill Belichick of that team. Yeah, he's the Bill Belichick of this team. Nick Casario. Nick Casario was the de facto GM of the Patriots for for uh, for a long time. But it was Bill Belichick running the team. Bill Belichick was the general manager, technically right. speaking. But I will never let this go. The only considerable reason that Pete Carroll could potentially... I will... Listen, I don't wish bad success on any team. I don't, except for the Patriots. But yeah, anything to get Pete Carroll's incompetent ass... Off of my team. <laughs> the, I don't know why you want to get rid of him. So because, he's, uh, he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. He's he is one of the better coaches in the league, 
but it's the stubbornness and the refusing to adjust and the personnel decisions he's made. Also, I also think that has to do with having Brian Schottenheimer as an offensive coordinator because I think he's an absolutely terrible offensive coordinator. Well, he did run. The, he did have Mark Sanchez as quarterback for. That has nothing to do with it. He just he fell out of flavor very quickly. Yeah, that could be it too. I mean, hey, who knows? You may know more football than me. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> who knows, man? I don't know. All right, man. I'm gonna let you get back to the game, bro. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on, bro. I appreciate it big time. Me. I'll have. I'll definitely have you on again again soon. So. Without further ado, let's transition segments real quick. Thanks to our friends at Unhinged Sports Network. Check out more shows like us, including the Air Raid Attack Podcast, the Great Iron Gallery, the J-Dash Morning Show, and many more. Don't forget, you get to find them at unhingedsn.com. And thanks for tuning in to this episode of Time to BS Podcast. It's time to BS. A euro, I think a euro counts, yes. No, a gyro. It's, it's pronounced euro, really, but I'm, I hate, I, I won't get politically correct with that, but gyro, You're euro. Tell a Greek person how to pronounce gyro? Shut the fuck up. A U Stadium Podcast. Hey, Mike. Yes, sir. I got a question for you. Go ahead, Dan. Did you know that Rob Van Dam's wife is a porn star? I don't know that. <laughs> How did I miss this? <laughs> and what's her name? <laughs> you know what? Go giggle. I'm going to Google this. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. <laughs> Former ECW champion Rob Van Dam, his wife is a porn star. <laughs> Sonia Van Dam. I'm sure I'm probably butchering her first name. Wow. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Oh man, I'm so fucking funny. Sonia Van Dam. Oh, I want no. pictures of just her. I want to see. Her face is okay. Uh, no, that's a lot better than that picture then. Oh, hold on. Is it? Wow. Oh. Give me a second. I she, bo- ain't, she ain't too, too bad. She ain't. Oh, man. Wow. Whoa, oh, shit. I got that wrong. Wait, what? Hold on. Did I get that wrong? Give me a second. Rob Van Dam. Well, even if he didn't hurt, his wife's still not bad. Nah. Give me a second. Oh, Katie Forbes. Wait, what? Okay. Shit. Oh, soft for the love of God. Yeah, it's Katie Forbes. Wow. Yeah, Katie Forbes. Uh, oh, I didn't know that until this morning. I'm like, what the fuck? How did you find that? That's my question. That, okay, okay. I, 
I, the, the funny story about that, I think I found that out this morning while I was at work. And... <laughs> <laughs> I think I was... Uh, I think it was Bleacher Report or some shit? That, how does that not surprise me? <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember exactly. But yeah, Katie Forbes, who was the wife of Rob... A former WWE champion should be in the Hall of Fame, by the way, Rob Van Dam. Uh, yeah, why is he not? I don't, I don't know. know how he's. I don't know how he's not in the Hall of Fame is beyond me. But Rob Van Dam, his his current wife, Katie Forbes, um, is technically a porn star. Well, she's all an OnlyFans girl. If an account, but let's be honest, that's what that is. It, oh, for the love of God. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> what a lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> now the thing is, do you think he gets jealous? Like, while she does that? Oh, for the love of God, we'll save it for BS sessions, everyone. <laughs> yes. Oh, we'll get you and John, we'll get you and John on for BS sessions eventually, but like, for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah. I was dying hysterically when I found that out. I'm like, what? Interesting. That can't be right. Like, <laughs> but, oh man, oh man, oh man. We have a little bit to get to before we have to cut, We, we I think we have 20 minutes or so. Hold, uh, give me a second. I'm going to pause this. That actually made my day. I don't know if it was <laughs> a perm. Let's understand. Okay, hold on. Let's understand this. The okay, we have a we have a friend. That, we, that, that how you found that? I'm more curious about that. No, it's that. not even that. It's not even that. Okay, I will dis- I will tell you that. I will tell you that how I found that out in a in a couple seconds. But let's understand this. We have friend. We have podcast friends. Okay, we have fellow podcasts who who follow us. There is this one show that follow us called Smut. The Smut Girls, yep. Smut Mo mm-hmm. and, and uh, Smut Lisa, they follow us. Mm-hmm. And so I've been dying to get those two on for like months. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they do listen to this, they will fucking love that. But about that story. So I was at work this morning. We're recording this on a Thursday. but I, rec- um, I was at work this morning and I'm like scrolling through Instagram. I'm like, oh. Lacey Evans. Oh, who is this individual? Uh, Katie Forbes. I'm like, who? And so I clicked on her profile. I'm like, OnlyFans. I'm like, ah. And I read her bio. I'm like, wife of Rob Van Dam. I'm like, what the hell? Wow. (laughs) Oh, man, oh, man. So so the reason why I brought you back on, Mike, is for uh, for two reasons. One, our first segment was, was 15 minutes long. (laughs) <laughs> and two we i completely forgot to talk about this when we record the first segment the conference championship games are this weekend mm-hmm. and uh, i'm sure mikey and kyle are going to be watching and rooting for the bills like drunk ass crazy uh in oh, kansas city listen listen if bills and packers which i hope it is i hope it's bills packers for the super bowl if that is the case um, get me some tables. 
Because the question is, is there going to be any tables left in the state of New York? <laughs> That's a great question, actually. <laughs> That's a great question. I didn't think of that. <laughs> the whole Amazon, everybody's going to be so out of order because <laughs> out of sock, I should say, because all the Bill fans practically bought them. I mean, let's be clear. I mean, oh, if the if uh, because Tampa Bay is currently it. Tampa Bay, the host city of the Super Bowl, is allowing fans at like 25 or 30% capacity. I'm sure the entire stadium is going to be filled with Bills fans. The entire stadium. Not even close. But uh, we'll talk about the... but the Let's talk the AFC Championship game first. Patrick Mahomes is hurt. Yep. Patrick Mahomes is hurt. He destroyed his ankle. And he also broke his face. By broke his face, I mean concussion protocol. So we have no clue as we're recording this, if Patty Mahomes is going to play in the AFC Championship game. But Colin Cowherd brought up a, brought up a point uh, when he recorded uh, his show after uh, the AFC, after the playoffs, the divisional playoffs. He said, the NFL should delay this game for Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, what are you doing? Why? Why? Exactly. Why? Why? Like, I'm not the biggest Colin Coward guy on the planet. No, I no. think he's a dickhead. But, oh, let me rephrase it. I think he's a tool. There we go. That's better. But, why would you delay a game for the sake of one player? Do you realize how one-sided you you are? Listen. If if the NBA were starting to delay games because of Giannis or Steph Curry or LeBron James or, or the big three in Brooklyn, I would stop watching the NBA. I'm like, what are you doing? Now, there are certain cases of boxing doing that, delaying fights for certain... I can see that, yeah. Well, it's because it's boxing. It's two guys. Yeah. I mean, it's happened before. I mean... We've seen in wrestling where we've seen, you know, Braun Strowman take the place of Roman Reigns in WrestleMania for the Universal title, but that was a different case because of COVID-related issues. But exactly. let's go on to the game. Uh, the Chiefs will host the, the Buffalo Bills, and oh boy, um, this is a tough game, man. This is well, tough. Because you got the top two offensive teams in the, in the league you got two of the better offensive Kansas City number two Buffalo you got the two you got two of the better offensive teams in the AFC entirely not the NFL because Green Bay is there somewhere but I just snapped my neck god that. that hurt I don't know if the camera picked that up I hope it did but the camera microphone picked that up that's for sure but I think Buffalo has a has a very good chance to upset the Chiefs here. I think I believe they do. Because if you look at their roster and their their overall team, can you not argue that they're a better team than the Bills than the Chiefs? The Bills are a team that can definitely dethrone Kansas City. Oh, if they do. Oh man, I'm never gonna hear the end of it, am I? We'll, we'll, we will uh, we will get the awakened Kyle back. <laughs> we will get <laughs> the awakened Kyle will be will be known 
Sunday afternoon or Sunday <laughs> evening. We will uh, we will hear from Kyle hopefully. I mean, we'll hear from Mikey definitely, but well, definitely Mikey. But Kyle, yeah, you're, you're, we're going to be getting if not a group chat, you definitely will be individually, sir. You will be getting a text from Kyle regardless. Yes, definitely. Uh, group group text or or, or uh, individually text. Now, if they lose, we won't hear nothing. But. I mean, we'll feel proud of them. We'll feel proud of the Bills. They're in the well, right I'm, direction. Exactly. I'm happy for I mean, I, I'm happy for Cleveland, too. They lost in, divisional, in the divisional round. They're going in the right direction. They are. Oh, absolutely. And I feel happy for Browns fans. I really do. But I, it's going to – but my gut, my gut is telling me it's going to be Chiefs-Packers because the NFL wants Rodgers and Mahomes, like, bad – See that's who I'm going with, and then part of me today's was going with, was going uh, in direction of Chiefs, Bucks, and of course you know the Bucks host the Super Bowl this year. Tampa Bay hosts the Super Bowl. I will take the curse. I will take the curse side because I don't. No team in the host Super Bowl city has ever gone to the Super Bowl. The Vikings exactly. were close. The last team happened to be Tom Brady, dude. The Vikings were close. I. I know it's Tom Brady, but... Tom Brady against Patrick Mahomes, the old face of the league, against the new face of the league. Can Brady win seven? He's at home. Can Patrick Mahomes practically be the next Tom Brady? It's a good setup. But it's going to be Packers-Chiefs because uh, it's the two two best quarterbacks in the league. It's the two best quarterbacks in the league. Listen, I want Packers-Bills because... Listen, I think it'd be great. I think it'd be... Uh, that's a better game. Packers-Bills is a better game. Do you want good game or good ratings? Well, yeah, at this point, NFL would probably take anything. Desperate motherfuckers. Exactly. Which, speaking of, let's get to the NFC title game. Um, Bucks and... Listen, salute to Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers as they retire... Yep. Uh, they officially retire. Drew Brees, you haven't heard from yet, but Philip Rivers is officially retired. Um, All signs point to Brees retiring. Yeah, Brees like. is going to retire. He has to retire at yeah. this point. He has to. But yeah. the NFC Championship is in Green Bay for the first time since 2007. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to Green Bay. The last time the Buccaneers won the NFC title game was 2002 mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Yep. One of the biggest shockers I've ever seen. Uh, that to, to, to my memory, at least. And then, oh, that defense of Tampa Bay in 2002. Oh. That defense with, with uh, John Lynch and Derek Brooks. Derek Brooks, Sidney Rice, yeah. Warren Shatt, Rondé Barber, Dexter yep. Jackson. Uh, Oh, Dwight Smith. Oh, man. No, that Bucks defense was... Stars was everywhere. Yeah, it was It was a good defense. Oh, so good. So great. Legendary. But regardless... Okay, 0-2, 0-2 Bucks. I know we're getting off subject real quick, but 0-2 Bucks defense over the 13 Hawks and the 15 Broncos, or who's better of the three? Um... We all understand the 85 Bears. The Hawks' defense... Here's the thing. I don't want to sound biased here. But the Hawks' defense 
The Hawks defense in twenty in two thousand from twenty twelve to twenty fourteen was the single greatest unit I've ever seen. And I've seen some great defenses. Your Broncos in twenty fifteen. Yep. I've seen the Steelers during their during their last couple Super Bowl runs in 05 to two thousand ten. Those are awesome teams. I mean the Jets with Rex Ryan. I mean those were mm-hmm. but It's it's tough, but it also isn't tough because those Hawks teams from 2012 to 2014, in particular on defense, the best defensive unit you can argue is the 85 Bears. That's a very fair argument to make because they were legendary, statistically and figuratively. Legendary and legendary, figuratively and statistically. Like, no to do what they did. During those three years. Back to back Super Bowl runs. Could have went the three straight. In 2012. From 2012 to 14. Mm-hmm. They could have went the three straight. But. It's tough. It's tough for me. Uh, Denver certainly is top five of that year alone. This particularly because of their postseason run. Destroying. Ben Roethlisberger. Destroying Tom Brady. Destroying Cam Newton in the league MVP. And just that defense alone won them the Super Bowl. Well, by well, yeah, yeah, because but, Peyton Manning couldn't throw, and I'm not brag, uh, dogging on him, but that guy couldn't throw a five yard pass if his life depended on it. Tampa Bay in 2002 is tough because I love that box defense. I love that defense, and that Super Bowl where they picked off Rich Gannon, the league MVP, five times, three of them for touchdowns was awesome. Awesome. But back to the game. Um, exactly, yeah. I yeah. was kind of curious. Back to the game. Um, I think the Packers win. I'm not I'm not saying because, oh, Tampa Bay is the Bucks, but no disrespect to Tampa Bay, but it's in Green Bay. It is in Green Bay. But well, Plus, Green Bay has something to fight for because the last time these two teams met – this season, uh, Tampa Bay destroyed them down down in Tampa, and they were and they're a better team now. The Packers are a better team now yeah, than exactly. when they were. But even though I still think they're fucking frauds, but like who knows? If the Packers end up winning the Super Bowl because of what I say and that because they are fucking frauds, <laughs> they are fight me. But I don't know, man. I, I or we can all agree that the league loves Tom Brady if you make it to the Super Bowl. Oh my god! You know, the conspiracy theories are coming back out. Oh my god! <laughs> you want to find a way to get me mad? I'm telling you, I have that feeling. It's good. No, it's you. good. I think sports is fixed. I think the NFL is fixed this year because. You, you, I've said that for quite a while. You, you, first, college football the NBA fixed. for sure. College football and the NBA are definitely fixed. Well, the, the college football, it's, it's got they found the perfect teams to get them the ratings and the money. Yep. The NBA, I thought, was fixed when the when Broncos, when the <laughs> Thunder threw them, well, them too, I'm sure, when the Thunder blew the, or blew, quote-unquote, the 3-0 lead over Golden State, and that's when we happened to lose four straight KD goes to Golden State, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, 
I still think if if Tom Brady makes it to 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 his ninth what ninth now Super Bowl tenth whatever tenth, it's going to be, tenth. I think with a different team, you you kind of have to question at this point. Yeah, and they're the first home team to host the Super Bowl at this rate. But here's the thing: here's what we're not getting. Here's what you're not getting. Aaron Rodgers is probably going to win MVP, right? Yeah, Aaron yeah, Rodgers is most win. likely going to win the MVP this year. But the point I'm making here is this. The last when was the last time a league MVP has won the Super Bowl? It's been a while. Nineteen ninety nine. Kurt Warner. Yeah. I can tell you that for a fact. Because Kurt Warner in two thousand one, Sean Alexander in two thousand five, yep. Tom Brady in 07, Peyton mm-hmm. in Peyton in 09. Uh, fuck Peyton in 2013. You're welcome. Cam Newton in 2015. Matt Ryan in 16. Brady in 17. I mean, MVPs either do not get to the Super Bowl or they don't win it at all. So it's just like it's just like college football. Heisman Trophy winners usually don't win the national championship, for the exception of a few, Devontae Smith, but um, and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, yeah. Joe Burrow. Which, by the way, you're salty ass. <laughs> hey, dude, this, I'm sitting back. Listen, listen, I don't I'm blame you. If Joe Burrow, listen, if Penn State, hold happen. on, hold on, time out. If Penn State was playing <laughs> at LSU in that in that college football and the college football playoff in that in that in that year, no kid. And if Joe Burrow put up 62 points on my ass, no bet I would be salty <laughs> as fuck. I would be salty as shit. I still want to. I want to attempt to get Joe on the show, <laughs> just to see go, just to see go smoke, smoke a cigar while we talk to him. Yeah, I'm sure Joe Burrow is a great guy to have a glass of whiskey with. Oh, I'm sure he's a good guy to hang out with. Oh, I'm sure he is. He's he's definitely a cocky little bastard, though. <sighs> it's the LSU hype. <laughs> it's part of being an LSU guy. It's part of being an LSU. <laughs> I mean, see Odell Beckham and Tyron Matthew for details. But you want to know something, though, Dan? Yeah. I'm going to take a jab at this fan base. But he's the only Ohio State quarterback that can say they won a national championship. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. That's another clip. That's another clip. Give me a second. And we're back. <laughs> God damn! This whole segment is filled with, is filled with great shit. <laughs> oh man! I'm telling you, if if Joe Burrow put up 62 points on my ass, no doubt I'd be salty as shit. No doubt I would. Not even close. Well, you know, the state of Ohio, I'm sure, has forgiven Baker Mayfield um, of the midfield plant after we beat Ohio State in, in Columbus a few years back. But. Let's Hold on. What is a – first of all, let's understand this. I'm going Bills-Packers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, predictions-wise, uh, I'm going to stick with my Chiefs-Packers. I just – first of all, I don't want to see Tom Brady back in the Super Bowl. Thank I think you. Green Bay's a better team. Uh, Kansas City. You know, really, it depends on Patrick Mahomes' plays, though. If he doesn't play, I think Bills are going to steamroll them. 
Oh yeah. Uh, but prediction wise, I'm just gonna go with the assumption. Uh, he's playing. I'm gonna go Chiefs Packers. What is a quarterback? Who you think? Okay, let's understand. This. Who do you? What's a quarterback in, in the NFL wise? Not college football, but in the NFL that you can say, I'm so salty they beat us. Because for me, for me, I could probably say either Marcus Mariota, Colt McCoy. Ooh, Colt <laughs> McCoy, that's tough. Boy. Wow, that takes the cake automatically. Um, shit, I, I'm still salty for Tom Brady. Mm, for yeah, the obvious be reasons. Because, you know... I'm a Jet fan also. But, fuck, that's tough. That's really I'm tough. going Joe Flacco. <laughs> the 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bastard. Auburn, he won. He won. Seven. That's not even the I'm funny part. Him. That's not even the funny part. The funny part is his ass got $25 million per year. His ass got $25 million per year for the Ravens. <laughs> wow. Oh, that shouldn't even happen. Oh, Tony Carter and, and Raheem Moore. Oh. Those, sorry, those two. Like, my answer is Joe Flacco, Their careers will forever live in infamy for that one fucking play. Yeah, exactly. 70 yards and one play. One play. Oh. Oh, and that ruined the best team you guys have ever had. That did not win a Super Bowl. That did not win a Super Bowl. That did not win a Super Bowl. Yep, yep, yep. Beast of 2013. I'm sorry, the 2013 team got to the Super Bowl, but that but the previous year, 2012, best team you had since since the 90s by far. Oh, by far. Oh my the god. The 05 team, yeah, with Jake Plummer, could you could throw in? Oh, that's another one. Ben Roethlisberger. That's another one for me. Yeah. Not even oh, Ben, not even yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, but Antoine fucking Randall L. Since he was a college quarterback. <laughs> oh my god. Now you want my answer? It's Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco for you. Yep. What's another one? Who's another one for you? Because I think you can argue Andrew Luck. Also, Andrew Luck, you can throw in there. Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, uh, probably not even Russell Wilson. Depends on how salty you are. And Seattle just flat out beat us. I mean, I can't really. Yes, Seattle flat out beat you guys at your own game. Yeah, you can't be mad at that. No, you can't. Uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Yeah, I, I lost to a one-handed Jared Goff. <laughs> I lost to a thumbless Jared Goff. How do you do that? And a quarterback that played in the XFL for a little bit. It broke his neck. <laughs> I get. Is he fine? Do we know? He's got. He's in concussion protocol and is a neck stinger. He's fine. Okay. He'll be fine. I totally forgot about him now. I completely forgot about John Wolfer too. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Oh, uh, here's another one. Here's another one I can definitely. Oh, for God's sakes, Josh Skelton. Do you remember him? Oh. I think it was the 2012 week one. I think it was Russell Wilson's rookie year. Week one, we played the Cardinals. I think, hold on, give me a second. Week one, 2012. I got one while you looked that up. Let me make sure I get the rear right, though. 
It's been a minute. Uh, give me a second. Who are the quarterbacks in the... I think I got... Kevin the... Cobb. Excuse me. Kevin Cobb was the quarterback. Yep. My bad. There were so many quarterbacks for the Cardinals during that time frame. So many. Mark Brunel, 96 playoffs. Oh, that that's right. The Jaguars. Yep. <laughs> that's you know, right. That was, that was the 96 team, like, like you mentioned here moments ago, that was probably another team that was pretty good that didn't get there. Dak Prescott. God. God. It's not uh, even okay. It's not even Dak's fault. Not even the reason. Dak wasn't even the reason we we lost that game to Dallas. But it was the <laughs> fact that our defense couldn't stop a fly, and the offense showed up way too goddamn late. Way too goddamn late. What? Could I throw Tim Tebow in there just because it was Tim Tebow? Even though I like Tim Tebow. Come on! I like Tim Tebow. Can I say Mark Sanchez too? Because of the butt fumble? (laughs) We should call this a spite for quarterbacks. Which quarterbacks do you hate the most? Oh, God. Tavares Jackson. I had to sit through a year of Tavares Jackson and Charlie Whitehurst in 2011. Ah, uh, that was... Fuck that. That was a Man, weird that, team. That's old school right there. That was a weird team in 2011. Ooh. Um, Carson Wentz, because he just infuriates the fuck out of me. I can't stand him. I can't either. Jay Cutler? Nah, it's too easy. It's too easy. I like Jay. I like Jay Cutler when he was his late. Yeah, he, he had. I had no issues with him. No, earlier with the Bears, he was good. Earlier with Denver, he was good. The one year he had with the Dolphins, he was awesome. Mm-hmm. Especially that Monday Nighter against the Patriots. Yep. Nick Foles, his career is weird. Nick Foles and Case Keenum. That fucking weird that NFC, that NFC championship, man. That was a. Shit show. Kim Ride wrote his name from one game. Sam Bradford. Dude. Oh. He has the world's best agent. You want to talk about the world's best agent? Chase motherfucking Daniel has 70 million in his career. <laughs> Chase Daniel. A dude who has thrown 77 passes in his career. Yep. He's got seventy plus million dollars in his bank account. That's unbelievable. Some of these players are just they they get the look of this draw and that's what they ride. Is they that's what they got. Uh who's another one? Geno Smith. Geno Smith Geno is Smith one. is a good one. What quarterbacks piss you off more? Paxton Lynch. Awful love of God, you traded up to get Paxton Lynch. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yep. I forgot. Wow. Brock Osweiler got $72 million. Yeah, Brock with the Houston, yeah. For love of uh, God. Quarterbacks that pissed me off, Tom Brady. You know, Philip Rivers always pissed me off. I hate, oh, I couldn't stand him. Oh, back bitch. I couldn't stand. He always pissed me off. 27 kids, crybaby asshole. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's the first battle hall of fame. That's my personal opinion. He's got more kids than a sugar, d- oh, that's a bad reference. Yeah. 
I was about to say he's got more kids than a sugar daddy, but that's our baby daddy. That seemed funnier, actually. That seemed funnier. <laughs> um. Who else? Who else? Cam Newton? Nah, I like Cam Newton's likable. I liked him because you know he hasn't beat Denver yet. <laughs> You know, Peyton Manning with the Colts, he always pissed me off because he just knew how to, he just dissected defense and just burn you. Ooh. He was just good. Ooh. I think I have one. Kerry Collins with the Titans. Ooh. Kerry Collins with the, the Titans with Vince Young in 2006 and seven. We're like, oh, they're they're decent. I mean, Kerry Collins comes in 2008, number one seed. What sense does that make? Wow. What no, sense does awesome. that make? Kerry Collins is, a, is an average quarterback in his career with the yep. NFL. Fantastic at Penn State, by the way. Fantastic with the oh, Nittany Lions. But Kerry Collins in 2008... Took over the Tennessee Titans and took them to a 13-3 record, number one seed. I got another one. Trent Dilfer, speaking of the Ravens. Ah, Dilfer. Speaking of the Ravens. You like him? No, he just infuriates me. The the dude, the, oh my God. He, here's two. Jimmy G, here's two for me. Jimmy G and, and uh, Kirk Cousins. Nah, because Kurt is likable. You think so? Kurt's likable. Listen. If I had Jimmy Garoppolo's face, oh my god. Dude, Lee would be all over you, man. Dude, no kidding. No one no wonder Stephen A. Smith calls him porn star Jimmy. You didn't know that? Well maybe Jimmy G and, and Rob Van Dam's wife is uh, Oh for the love of God. <laughs> Well played. <laughs> Katie Forbes. Well, that's actually funny because Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, dated a porn star earlier in his career in San Francisco. Yeah, I think he did. Too. He did. Yep. <laughs> that's how he got the name Porn Star Jimmy. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Forgot about that. Oh, man. Carson you know, Palmer. I like Michael Vick, but once all the dog stuff went down, that was it for me. Oh, Carson Palmer. What about him? He had the USC name. That's what drove him. Yeah. Carson Palmer is – Carson Wentz is like Carson – Carson Wentz to me is like Carson Palmer. It's like the dude Great does – It's like careers, and then that was really bad. It's like, the, first of all, Carson Palmer is a terrific – was awesome with the Bengals. He was awesome with mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Goes to the Raiders, falls off the face of the map. Yep. Goes to the Cardinals and just nearly wins an MVP. Yeah. I will feel bad for Carson Palmer because of that one NFC title game. Because, like, dude, you had such a good team that year, and you do mm-hmm. that. Yep. Jameis Winston. Uh, would you throw Tony Romo in there? No. Tony Romo's a ladies man. Tony Romo's a ladies man. I like Tony Romo. He's a hell of a broadcaster. Tony Romo, the broadcaster, I want to punch him in the face. 
You, you don't like him in the broadcasting? Yeah, he's all right. He's a, he's a lot better. I, he, he's in my opinion, he's better than Troy Aikman is. Yeah, true. Wow, Cowboys salty Christ. <laughs> hold on, hold on, man. Didn't Troy Aikman play for Oklahoma? For just a little bit. For yeah. one I mean, year, and then he was sure. at UCLA. One yeah, year he got hurt, and then him and Switzer got to kind of get into it. And then, of course, they changed plays, uh, changed the schemes of things on offensive wise, and he didn't like it. Of course, he bitched Mona Grown, and he went out to UCLA. Oh, that's the funny part because Barry Switzer ended up being his coach for three year, for four yep. years with the Cowboys. I, I, oh, that's funny. That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, Ooh. a lot of people don't realize Troy Aikman is start out as sooner. Yeah, people forgot about that. Yep. Ooh, I got, I got, I think I have another one for you. Uh, I don't know if this is, uh, I don't know if this is debatable or not, but Troy Smith. Wow. Because of the Ohio State quarterbacks. Oh, he's been trophy winner too. Oh, for the love of God, Vince Young. All, all, all about I can him. keep going. Vince Young, Matt Leinard. Well, I knew Vince Young would be a bust. No, of course you. My high school coach, I, he said, no, he's not, no, he's not. I love my high school coach to death. But I said, no, he's going to be a bust, and that's exactly what he was. Are you saying that because he went to Texas? No. Mike, don't lie to me. Mike, Mike. Nah, he beat us once in, the, in his career at Texas. I love quarterbacks that just beat us once or zero times, like Sam Ellinger, just once. Yeah, that's a fair point. Matt Leinart was infuriating. Matt Leinart was good. Matt Leinart at USC had one of the better arms I've ever seen. As a yeah, lefty. Legit. As a lefty. Rarely you get that in the NFL. Good lefty quarterbacks. Do you think anybody hates Jamarcus uh, Russell? Yes. Oh my god, yeah. It was his fault. It's his fucking fault. Look at him. The dude's 300 pounds. He's bigger than Ben Roethlisberger. He drugged himself. I'm like, what the fuck? He played like six games. Does, I hate RG... Okay, the only reason, the only reason I despise RG3 is because of one reason, and you're going to laugh. He has a tattoo of his ex-wife's face on his calf. Well, and again, I—I I you can Google this, by the way. You can Google this audience and tell me I'm and tell me I'm lying. And while I Google it, don't forget. Uh, remember uh, uh, Joey Harrington and David Carr, Johnny Manziel. What was Johnny Manziel bit? What was he trolling the Browns for? Because his self wasn't out there on the, on the team on the field. Oh, he has his uh. Yeah, when Robert Griffin III was with the Browns, he has his uh his girlfriend's name, ta- his then girlfriend's name tattooed on his arm. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I see it. What sure the enough. fuck? I don't care if you've been married thirty five years or two years. You never you do that. I'm sorry. No, um, that's bad luck. I'm tattoo guy here. Bad luck. Yeah, you don't. No, no, no. You don't. You would never, unless if they're a dog. Or a past grandparent or something like that. Grandparents, parents, I get it. And and pets, I completely understand. Because, you know, I have a tattoo of my dog's paw print and his name. 
But wife? No. Ah, it's tricky for nope. me. You're you're asking for divorce. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Ooh, who's another quarterback that you can absolutely I can't, say with? I cannot stand Johnny Manziel. Nah, Johnny Manziel is easy. That's easy. Ooh. How about Blake Bortles? Blake Bortles, hold on. That one year in 2015 where he threw like 35 touchdowns. I'm like, where's this guy been? <laughs> and then after that, it's just like, what the fuck happened? What the hell? Um... Uh, it's a, this is tough. Brett Favre is unlikable for one reason because he's a fucking diva. Well, he couldn't figure out what when he was going to retire. He's more indecisive than a teenage girl asking for dinner. <laughs> Not good? No? Nice. <laughs> he's more indecisive than my ex-girlfriend. Oh, it's even worse. Oh, for the love of God. Um, if, if, I, if, if, if my girlfriend ends up doing that, like, where do you want to go to eat? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What are you, what are you Brent Favre? You indecisive fuck? <laughs> I'm going to retire. Here's one. Do you think Matthew, uh, Matt Stafford is a quarterback you love yeah. to hate? Eh, he's a glorified stat pad, but who knows? He's another one with, good, with the contract, uh, another agent with good, that can get him some good money. Yeah, it's true. Matt Schaub? Oh, my God. I don't know about Schaub. Ryan Leaf? I, I don't really yeah, Ryan Leaf is unlikable. He's a tool. Fucking tool. What about Eli? I like Eli. I met Eli. He's cool. At first, I really honestly thought he was like a mental retarded guy playing football. Wow. At Ole Miss. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Mike coming in hot. I really did because, I mean, you look at him and... and uh, it's the helmet. It's the fucking helmet. It looks <laughs> making him look like a sandwich. <laughs> it makes him look like a guy squished in a helmet like a fucking sandwich. I don't blame you. Now I see it. <laughs> Whenever I see Super Bowl Forty Two, when he beat the Patriots, yep. I look at his fucking helmet. Like this guy looks like a fucking sandwich. He does exactly. <laughs> Eli Manning looks like a sandwich in a helmet. <laughs> what the fuck? What about Donovan McNabb? What a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's a piece of shit. Oh, here we go. Everybody can get this. I know it's going to be a touchy subject, but I'm going to go with it. Colin Kaepernick. Ah, too easy. I'm not going to say nothing. That's too easy. That's too easy. Come on. That's too easy. Ooh. Um, let's see here. What's, what's a good, I had it and I lost it. What about Dan Marino? No, I like, no, Dan Marino's likable. Well, I was going to say, I was going to slap you inside the computer screen. I just felt bad because he never won a Super Bowl, though. 
guy. What about Josh Freeman, the old Bucks quarterback? Did the Islanders win? Did I miss something? No, uh, no, they won 4-1. What? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, pretty much uh, our goaltending was non-existent in the third period. Oh, Eberle scored and then... What the fuck? Yep. The hell? They win. God damn it, Mike. Delay me from waiting for watching the fucking game. I'm kidding. Hey. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was watching it to, uh, to share the love. Ah, thanks. <laughs> Anytime, man. <laughs> you know I'm kidding. No, you're good. Yeah. Um, Who else is another one? What about Trent Green? Trent Green with the Chiefs or Trent Green with the Rams? Jeez, because you get more moronic. Because Trent Green with the Rams is the single reason why Kurt Warner is a Hall of Famer. Exactly. But you can't hate Kurt Warner. Now, the only reason you can dislike his wife is for her hair. She looks like a paintbrush. Yeah. I'm sorry. I like Kurt, though. Kurt's cool. Yeah, I like his story. Yeah, Kurt's awesome. I think Steve McNair. I think Steve McNair is an awesome guy. Besides what took him um, before he passed. What the fuck? You know, Steve McNair is a player. We ain't talking off the field. No, 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 no. I'm talking like you just went into a fucking robot. Hold on. Pause. That really? Yeah, you just went to a robot for two. So you were just for like Steve McNair. <laughs> it's the government. <laughs> They're listening to us. They're listening to us live when we're not even live streaming. That's the funny part. I think we'll end on that. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into this episode of Time to BS Podcast on Unhinged Sports Network and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, for the love of God! All right, have a good night, guys. See ya.